0: Good morning, everyone. We're gonna grab your handles, turn to page three forty-four. We're gonna wait a second for the little, the young ones to come in here because this is a young one song. So we're gonna wait on the cheer, cheer, <laughs> cheer. <laughs> Page three forty four, and uh you all of y'all to stand. While well, the kids uh, look to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here, and Jesus lives. <laughs> Humble, like the like the young children, and and that that we just uh, we become dependent on you, dear Lord. We just turn all of our, our worries and troubles and everything in our lives over to you, dear Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you soak our hearts to hear from you today, dear Lord. I just pray that we just strive to be more like you, dear Lord. Help us to be like you, and and that we uh, do it through uh, reading and, and researching your Word, dear Lord. And um, I pray you fill us with your Holy Spirit. Pray for our pastors who come to bring your word. And we just love you, dear Lord, and give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. amen brother. Yeah.
1: <gasps> Good morning, Lake Country Baptist Church. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Praise the Lord. You know, that song ain't just for young. That's the way we're supposed to be. Come hey, on now. Amen. Jesus loves me. And I'm sitting there watching the little kiddos right there, and that's the way God wants us to come to Him. Right. Sweet, amen. humble, innocent, the right. on running. Him. Amen. And when we get so self arrogant and self sufficient, we're going to mess up. Get that pride in there. anyway, hallelujah. I love it. So, got just a few announcements. Finance Committee meeting this afternoon at four. Easter egg hunt. Okay, it's going to be Saturday, April third. Boy, I got no. I got no here sure I didn't know I had. Say Katrina about the Easter egg hunt. We need plastic eggs and candy, and it's going to be at one o'clock on April third. So don't forget to get all get all the kiddos we can out here to hide those eggs and hunt them and have a good a good fellowship and good time. There will not be an evening service Easter Sunday, April fourth. On the uh, Operation Christmas Child, where we're filling up the shoeboxes, so far we have collected 69 pairs of gloves, 61 pairs of socks, 45 hats. For the March Adams, it's the fashion accessories, sunglasses, hair bows, barrettes, necklaces, bracelets, small makeup bags. So y'all, be sure and don't forget that. Like I, I've said before, say every Sunday we're trying to get 50, our goal is 50 shoeboxes, but we want to. That we want to just blow that out, out of the water. So let's get these kiddos from around the world and here in the United States that don't have a Christmas, won't get anything. Let's get them something. Yes, I just sir. want
2: to ask if a person wants to make a cash donation.
1: Yes, sir. Drop it in the bucket or give it to who? I'd give it to Carrie. Carrie, okay. Carrie or Randy. Okay. They're taking care of. Now I think Carrie she wants to go shopping, so yeah. Very good. We'll bring a t- tear the check out any books book, Did you hear me? Uh, yes, I'll take a check out sign your name. But <laughs> <goes. laughs> <laughs> well, if it's your check sign my name, I'll have a problem with But uh, anyway, uh, uh, our fish bowl. Don't forget our fish bowl here for the Gideon so far. Last Sunday I think it was six eighty eight. This this Sunday it's up to seven hundred eleven dollars and seven cents. So don't forget about it. <coughs> Prayer request, Ms. Beth. Uh, Gary Williams needs to be back on there. He went. Uh, they found uh a cancer in his liver, and they also found this last week found a uh,
3: one on his spine, and he's been up there all week uh, doing uh, radiation.
2: I need to pray for April Lemons my daughter she's uh, had some kind of yeah, her heart was racing and uh, they had to give her a shot to actually stop her heart and then they had to start it back in order to get it back Mm -hmm. in rhythm Mm -hmm. so uh, she's 42 years old Mm -hmm. Uh, Hazel Hamilton she's got bone cancer We need to pray for our country. We're trying to take God out of our church. Amen, brother.
3: I have a praise report. Our daughter-in-law, Tandra, came through her surgery. Great. Um, She was actually released yesterday before noon and was sent home. I also have a prayer request for an Amy and Shannon, um, they both have different last names, so I'll post those on Facebook, on the website. Um, but um, they need prayer. He had a stroke, and um, she's dealing with pancreas that went bad, and uh, they have a two-year-old and a 15-year-old. Um, they just need lots and lots of prayer.
0: You know, I put it in Sunday school class, Amy Brown.
1: Well, I was trying to remember what Amy's last name was, I couldn't do it. Okay. (coughs) Well, I don't have a prayer request, but I do want y'all to know Connie (laughs) is getting older. We're allowed to announce it now. We're going to be great grandparents. Wow. Two times in the next six months. So (laughs) (laughs) both of them are girls. But oh, anyhow. Praise God. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, like say, I say, y'all y'all have, she failed yesterday, her wrist is all messed up, so y'all do remember her in prayer. She gets older, she starts falling in stuff. The <laughs> shocking this guy.
4: Can't wait till I get home now.
1: I'm going to catch it, so y'all be in prayer for me. You <laughs> didn't Put JJ on. Yeah, JJ. He got pink
4: eye. Oh, wow.
1: Oh. And both eyes. Anyone else? Brother Sam, would you lift these people up in prayer, please, Father, well, as we assemble ourselves together, to leave this morning, Lord, you've heard all the prayer
2: requests that's been made. We just ask you to bless and be merciful. Answer all these requests according to your will. Lord, we continue in the service. We ask that you would bless us all. Brother John picked out. May it touch our hearts. Brother Gary stands for us, and your word today. We pray that your word goes forward. We pray that
4: we anyone here, and we <coughs> never trusted. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Good to see you in the house of Lord. Isn't the Lord. Isn't the sunshine beautiful? Yeah, and amen. I tell you what, everything's springing and, and, uh, and the weather's warming up, not as much as some of us would like, I know, but uh, it's going to get there. It's going to get there very quickly, and uh, so we want to praise the Lord for for all the water we've had, and all the rain we've had, and all the snow we've had, and all the sunshine. We didn't need to praise Him all the time, don't no. Amen. Amen. We need to learn to praise them. If you have your Bibles, uh, turn to the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 35. We're going to be reading from a, uh, a text there. Uh, Isaiah chapter 35, verses uh, uh, 4 through 10. And uh, the title of this message today is The Highway of Holiness a highway of holiness. And so I hope and pray that the Lord speaks to you today and uh, that uh, uh, that you're able to learn something today and maybe something in your life may change uh, today. And our goal is to always draw nearer to the one who saved us, the one who died for us, uh, to draw nearer to him. Is always our, uh, our hope and our prayer for one another. Isaiah chapter 35, beginning in verse 4. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf, deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a an heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and stream <coughs> in the desert, and the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons where each lay, Shall be grass with reeds and rushes, and a an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. No line shall be there nor any ravenous beast shall go up there on. It shall not be found there. But the redeemed will walk there. And the (coughs) ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. And they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Father, thank you for this beautiful scripture, for the beautiful promise and the hope of a place far better than this one, Mm -hmm. of a place of joy and gladness, a place where there is no more fear, a place where no evil will be. A place reserved for the redeemed and the ransom of Christ. And Lord, it's a place that contains a highway called the Highway of Holiness. Help us to be on that road. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If there is one thing that's happened in our nation over the past several months, not just the nation, but the whole world actually, it's fear. It's fear and an anguish that has swept over our land. Fear-mongering people who would seize control over your very existence in your daily lives Pander this fear through social media, through television, through our telephones, our computers, all the media outlets, and they, they saturate us daily with woe is me. Right. All's wrong.
2: Preach it, brother. Nothing's
4: well <clears> in <It's good> world. <throat> you need to be afraid. You need to fear. You need to stay away from each other. You need to stay inside. Don't go out. It's woe, 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 is me. And y'all, if we're not careful, we'll fall for just ignorance and that type of stupidity. Mm -hmm. And there's one thing that I've learned, no matter what's going on, you can't just close yourself off (coughs) and quit living. You just can't do it. And so this scripture addresses some of that. There's some great news from the Word of God, by the way. Look in verse 4. He said, say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong. And do not fear. Praise God. Amen. Isaiah speaks through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost speaks (laughs) through Isaiah. Be strong. Don't you be afraid. What have you got to be afraid of? Why do you fear? And then he gives us a reason why we should not, and I love these reasons right now. Amen, brother. Glory to God. Listen to what he says. He said, behold, your God will come with vengeance. All these people who have lied to you and done you wrong and all these things that have escaped into our world today, all the evil, (coughs) all the stuff, when the Lord comes, oh, that's gonna be a payday. Mm We don't have to pay him, he's gonna do it for us. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and he's gonna come, and he's gonna come with a vengeance and a recompense, but look at the rest of it, what he says. He's coming for another thing, to save me and you. Glory to God, he's coming back, he's gonna save us. Don't be afraid, he's in control, he's still God, he's still on his throne, he still has you in his hand. He's never gonna let you go. He's never gonna have you to be afraid of anything because He's your God. And there's no reason to fear as long as that's true, amen? Yeah. Amen. amen. Jesus made it plain in, in Matthew chapter 10. He said this, and it's something we all need to listen to because see, you know what we're afraid of? We're afraid for our own bodies. Uh-huh. We're afraid of sickness. We're even afraid of death. Why do we fear death? Jesus said, do not fear the one who can destroy your body. He says, but fear the one who can destroy both body and soul. There's not a man on this planet that can destroy your soul. That is only left up to God. So what's he telling us? He said, don't you fear men, you fear me because I can control your body and I can control your soul. Amen. So he says, you be in fear of me. And he says, but I'm coming back to save you. I'm coming back to give you uh, eternal life. I'm coming back to give you a better place, a better life. Over and over in the scripture, we're told not to be afraid. We're told not to fear. We're told these things and do you believe them? Amen. Jesus often said, fear not. Then do not be afraid. Amen. Did he not say that? Let not your heart be troubled. Yeah. That's what Christ has told us over and over in the word of God. You're going to listen to Jesus or are you going to listen to the fear mongers? Amen. To tell you to be afraid. To tell you why you need to be afraid. Christ is telling you why you don't need to be afraid. Right. Amen. And so he tells us these things and he tells us these things and he tells us why. Because I'm going to come back. I'm gonna have vengeance, I'm gonna have recompense, but I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna save you. Now look at it, it, in uh, verses uh, five through seven and the things he talks about. The eyes of the blind shall be open. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame man shall leap as a heart. The tongue of the dumb shall sing. For the wilderness shall have waters that, that break out. There will be streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool. And the thirsty land springs of water in the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass and reeds. These are, these are things are things that actually took place, and most of them took place uh, under Jesus Christ and his disciples, that we, we find over and over again, I'm studying in Matthew right now, and it's just one series of miracles right behind another one where I, people who are blind are able to see again, people who are deaf are able to speak again. Demons are cast out of people and they let, they have their sanity back. And, and, and lame people are walking again. All these things took place and all these things have taken place. But y'all, this is not just about what was gonna happen when Jesus came. This is a place that we're gonna go where these things do not exist. Amen. I wanna to go to that place, don't you? Amen. I wanna be a part of that, don't you? Amen. We're living this life to get to a place just like it's been described right here in Isaiah. We're living a life, we're suffering, we're fearful, we worry, we do all these things, we're going through this world. This world, listen to me, is our highway that leads to a better place. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? Now, As th- sick and sad as this highway is, we're on a highway, we're on a journey. We were born into existence in this world and we're gonna die in this world. But in, this, in that time between our birth and our death is giving us a time where we can prepare for where we're really going. Amen. Amen. Our citizenship is not here. We're not citizens of this world. We're not citizens of this country. We're not citizens of this county. Our citizenship is in glory where our names are written. <coughs> Amen. We're not going to pay school taxes there. Amen. 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 <laughs> We're not going to have to worry about potholes in the road. We're not going to have to worry about infrastructure. We're not going to have to worry about where the next meal comes from. We're not going to have to worry about whether we pay bills or not. We're going to not have to worry about whether we have enough money to go to the doctor or eat. We're not going to have to worry about what kind of drugs we're going to have to have. We're not going to have to make preparation for the nursing homes or the hospitals. Praise God. We don't have to have worry about none of that
0: stuff over there. We're
4: going to a place where that stuff does not exist anymore. We're not going to have to worry about if you can grow a crop. We're not going to worry about whether you can furnish food for your family. It's all going to be there. It's all going to be prepared for you. It's all going to be given to you. And you're going to be able to enjoy it. And you're going to be so glad that you're there. Amen. You're gonna be so glad that you found a way to get to that place. Whatever it takes to get to that place is gonna be worth it. Amen. Amen. You're gonna be glad. Amen.
3: Yes.
4: It's a wonderful place, a place I wanna go, a place I can't wait to get there. Amen. Amen. How many of you are sick of this place? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Oh, are you sick enough to pray, Jesus, come quickly? Amen. Amen. Are you sick Every enough to say, day, Lord, would you please come? Amen. Every day, brother. Every day. Pray call on him and hey, Lord, come one of these days. He's going to say, it's time. That's right. And he's going to come. And he's going to come just like that verse 4 said he did. He's going to come with vengeance. He's going to come with recompense, but he's also going to come <laughs> to save us out of this place. Amen. Amen. I look forward to that day, don't you? Praise God. It's going to be a day, a great day. But these are also metaphors that he uses. uh, Because, see, he says in Revelation that we have ears, but we don't hear. We have eyes, but we don't see. Well, you can add to that. We have minds, but we don't think. That's right. Amen. We have power that we don't use. We, we, we have great power. Matter of fact, Jesus told the disciples one time when they asked him, Lord, you want us to throw down fire from heaven? He said, oh, don't you do that. You've got power that you don't even realize that you have. Y'all, it's high time we realize what kind of power we have and we use it. That's right. Amen. Amen. Not to overthrow the government, but to live for Jesus Christ where we are. Yeah. Amen. To see others come to know him. We have power. We have authority, amen. We need to be knocking on doors, going from one place to another, telling them about Jesus. Jesus sent his disciples out one time. He said, don't take nothing with you. Don't take an extra pair of clothes. Don't take no money. Don't take a rod. Don't take anything with you. I want you to go into the town. And you know what he told them to do? I want you to preach that the kingdom of God is at hand that's what he told them to do he said go into the town go knock on the door tell them who you are tell them who I am tell them what's coming and if they let you in go in and you found a brother hallelujah but if they tell you to go away you're nuts turn around and dust the feet off, your feet off and go to someone else right. y'all we're not here to pamper one another amen I, I, I'm going to fuss a little bit please
3: don't use me <laughs>
4: I'm gonna fuss a little bit. Any person that knows Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior that has to be begged to come to church has got an issue. Say that again, brother. Amen. Amen. Amen? You got a problem. Amen. There, the Lord knows we all gonna have time when we can't be here, that, that's okay. But he can't understand why. Mm-hmm. People just quit. Mm-hmm. They just quit. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. And those people themselves can't explain it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So he said when they reject you, turn around and go. Somebody else wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Right. Y'all, it's come to that kind of urgency in our world today. <coughs> There are too many lost people to have to take a lot of time to beg somebody Amen. to serve God. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. You come to God with a pure heart, a clean heart, a heart that desires Him. We can't put that in a person.
3: That's right. Amen. 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 Amen.
4: Amen. I, I just I wanted to complain about that just a little bit. Johnny Crow's daddy told me this a long time ago, Brother J.W., <laughs> I was asking him about this very thing, how people come and go and come and go and come and go. They'll, they'll come, they'll be on fire, and then, poof, they just go out and don't see them anymore. And I said, what do you do about those people, Brother J.W.? What do you do? You go see them? He said, nope. I said, really? You know what he said? We'll share it with you. He said, I don't carry a sugar tip around my pocket.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: he said, if the power of God is not enough to get them there, I'm going to waste my time with
1: them.
4: <laughs> uh, right. wow. That's sad, isn't it? Yes, yes. Do you love Jesus? yes you believe in him? Yes. Has he saved your soul? Yes. Have you been redeemed? Thank you, Jesus. Have you been raptured? do you go out to him then what are you waiting for it ought to be in your heart every day I want to serve my Lord I want to know more about my Jesus I want to study his word I want to understand who he is I want to know what I need to do I want to know what his perfect will is I want to be there I want to do what he's called me to do I want to be a minister I want to do this I just want to tell somebody how great he is what are you waiting on he's already done his part he's waiting on us to do ours amen so all these things that we read about is going to be that way amen so look in verse 8 verse 8 is a wonderful verse it tells us some things we really need to know he said there's a highway that's going to be there and look at this and a way You see that? There's a highway, and there's a way. Hallelujah. There's a highway. Now, Isaiah wrote this hundreds of years before Christ ever came to this earth. Amen? He wrote it hundreds of years before Christ ever came to this earth. Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. Listen to what Jesus said. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And there's many there be that go in thereat. In other words, this place going to hell is broad. And look what his, his words say. There's lots of people on this way. That's a sobering thought, isn't it? there's lots of people on this way because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and look at this there are only few that find it the highway the highway of righteousness is a narrow way. There's going to be a lot more people who don't find it than do. There's going to be a lot more people who reject Jesus than accept Jesus. There's going to be a lot more people who don't live for Christ. They live for Christ. Amen. Amen. And so he says, this highway that Isaiah is talking about is the same narrow way that Jesus is talking about. And he calls it the way of holiness. This is the way into everlasting life. This is the way into heaven, the place that he just described to us where all these bad things are not gonna be and everything's gonna be wonderful. And (laughs) Jesus, is not only talking about the narrow way or the highway of righteousness that that uh, Isaiah is talking about, but Jesus even goes a little further. Jesus says that he is the door. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. He is the door. He is the, the entryway. He is the way into this highway. He is the door that leads to salvation he is the door that leads to everlasting life he said in john chapter 14 6 a very familiar scripture to all of us we we say it so many times because it's so important he said i'm the way you want to know how to get on the highway you go his way and if you don't go his way you don't get on (laughs) it that's simple isn't it he said, I'm the way, and I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Now this is how holiness leads to heaven. It leads to a place where the Father lives. Amen? Amen? And Jesus said, not only am I the way, not only am I the truth, not only am I the life, no man, no one, will come unto the Father except by me. Amen no man is going to come to my father except this way no man is going to come to the father no man's going to enjoy the benefits of glory except this way no man is going to know joy and gladness and, and lack of sorrow and lack of heartache and be in this place unless they come this way amen he is that way and there's no other way there, amen. So, we see these words and we see these things and look again in verse eight and nine. It says, not only is this there a way called the highway of holiness, but look at who will not be on there. The unclean shall not pass over it. There ain't gonna be no lost people on this highway listen to me there ain't going to be no people who can't make up their mind on this highway there ain't going to be no people who's put it off on this highway there ain't going to be no people who say they are when they're not on this highway preach it amen This highway ain't for unclean. This highway are not for people who can justify their sin. (laughs) Because we don't have that authority. Amen. We're going to be on this highway because of God who never justifies sin. God don't justify sin. Nor does he look over sin. Nor does he accept our sin people who believe that nonsense are not going to be on this highway. You said, well, Brother Gary, you're judging. Now, no, I'm not. I'm just telling you, oh, nobody in the room is going to be there. Nobody who believes it, lies like that and lives that way, they're going to be there. This is the highway of holiness. Amen? Amen. This is the highway of holiness. This is not a highway where you get to drag that sin and all oh, this is gonna be covered when I get there. No, no. Listen to me. If it ain't covered while you're on it, it ain't covered when you get there.
1: Amen. Amen. <laughs> you ain't gonna see a U-Haul
4: with sin running on the side of it while we're on this highway. Come on. Amen.
2: It's
4: a highway of holiness. And the way on it is to go through the most holy of all. Amen. The way on it is to go by way of the cross. There you go. Amen. The way on it died for you. The way on it lived a life of sinlessness for you. Amen. Amen. He said not only there ain't going to be no no unclean people on it ain't going to be a lion there ain't going to be any ravenous beasts that go there on look at this it shall not be found there now we need to give a program
3: mm-hmm.
4: amen but look who will be there well, <laughs> I like this part Look at who he says will be there. Last line of verse nine. But the redeemed shall walk there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The redeemed shall walk. Are you redeemed? Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Amen. Not only will the redeemed walk there, look at who else. And the ransomed of the Lord are gonna be there.
3: Thank
4: you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We sing that old song, redeemed, redeemed. We're redeemed how? By the precious blood of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation or your vain lifestyle received by tradition (laughs) from your fathers It don't make any difference what these people tell you is acceptable. Amen? Amen? When you adjust your lifestyle to agree with what these evil, wicked, lost people tell you because it appeals to you to live this way, when we start accepting homosexuality as ministers and preachers and prophets, Amen. when we start accepting adultery like we can't help it, when we start saying all oh, the kids are going to fornicate, there ain't nothing you can do about that—they just go do it. It is a bunch of poppycock. It's a lie from hell. Right. Amen. 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 This corruption will not be on this highway. We have been redeemed. We have been empowered. We have been bought with the precious blood of Jesus. We have been saved by the corruption that they teach us today in the schools and from our government. Amen. Amen. That corruption will not get you to heaven. It'll get you to hell. Amen. And why in the world people can't realize that, I don't know. And we have lied to our own selves. And we believe, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'm okay. You know what Peter said? Peter said you can't be saved by these corruptible things. You can't live these lifestyles received from what you've been taught by phony people mm-hmm. and liars okay. and corruptors. Amen. <laughs> He says this, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. I want to read you a scripture from Revelation. Uh This scripture is going to be where we are. Where those on the highway have made it there. Listen to this, Revelation 5 and 9. And they sung a new song. Who gets to sing a new song? The saints. That's why you know this is who, we're there. We're there at this place Isaiah's talked about. And we're singing. We're singing a new song. Amen. You know what? I like the scripture that tells us that the dumb are going to sing. They ain't going to just talk. They're going to sing. Amen. Those people that are lame and can't walk, those people in the wheelchairs, the quadruplegians, and the paraplegics, they're not gonna walk. They're gonna run and they're gonna jump up and down. They're gonna be so happy. Come on, now. It makes me so sad to see people come to worship God and sit there.
3: (laughs) Amen. Amen.
4: We're saved! We're redeemed! We're on a highway of holiness. We're going to a place that you're going to be so glad you're there. And we say, Everyone.
3: <laughs>
2: supper. Dinner's no almost ready. God help us. Amen. We need some
4: excitement. We need some enthusiasm. We need people who are excited about knowing Jesus Christ. We need people who know they're redeemed and want everybody to experience what they have. We need people who know the price that was paid, they were ransomed,
2: yep.
4: were saved yes, by Jesus. the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And then Revelation is 5 and 9, and they sung a new song. I'm gonna tell you what, me and Johnny Crow are gonna be having hoopla time up there. <laughs> you think we have a good time here? You ain't seen nothing yet.
3: There
4: you go. Amen. You, Lord. I wanna do that, too. Hallelujah, <laughs> praise God. Amen. He said and they some a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seal thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God. Amen. We're singing it. That's what we're singing to. We're singing to Jesus Christ. We're singing to the one who hung on the cross. We're singing to the one that met us at an altar. We're singing to the one who had filled our hearts. We're singing to the one who loved us till he died. We're singing to the one who has made a way for us to be there. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. He said, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by your blood out of the very kindred and out of every kindred, every tongue, and every people, and every nation.
3: Amen.
4: Yep. he ain't just a God, he is the God. He just ain't a way, he is the only way. And he's died for every one of us. There is no God like Him. There is no God beside Him. There is no other God. He is God. And we're going to be there in His presence. We're going to be redeemed by Him. We are going to be ransomed by Him. And we're going to be glad we're there. And we're going to be singing to His glory. Right to His face. Oh, Oh, I want to be at that place, don't you? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all, this is right before he opens the seals that make hell on earth, by the way. Amen. 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 It tells me we're going to be there already. Right. Praise God. Right. You know why you're there? Because you got on a highway. And you got on this highway the right way. Amen. And you got on this highway because you were redeemed by the blood. You got on this highway because you're no longer unclean. <laughs> You got on this highway because you believed in the man called Jesus
2: Amen.
4: who gave it all for you. Amen. And you're there. Hallelujah. You. And you're headed to that destination. And that destination is real. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, you ain't never gave up a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You ain't never gave up a lifestyle. You ever? ain't never gave up nothing if you're not going to be rewarded ten times over when you get there. Amen. Amen. So the redeemed and the ransomed will be there. Listen about this ransom. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. For there is one God.
2: Amen. Amen. Yep.
4: Amen. Amen. I think Brother Sam quoted this scripture, Dustin, but now he, he, he taught. There is one God. There is one mediator between God and man. That's right. Come on, brother. Hallelujah. That's one. Just one way. Ain't no other way. Praise God. The man, Christ Jesus, our God, our
3: Savior,
4: our Lord, Lord, our King, our friend. Hallelujah. The one who paid the price. The one who bought you. The one who (coughs) redeemed you. The one who ransomed you. Away from the one who held you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you,
2: Jesus.
4: Hallelujah. Who gave himself a ransom for all. Yep. To be testified in due time. Amen. You want to know what your
2: testimony ought to be? (laughs) Praising the Lord. Amen.
4: Thank you, Jesus. My testimony is this. I have been ransomed. Amen. by Jesus Christ.
3: Yes. And
4: I want to praise his name Amen. because I am redeemed by his blood. Amen. Amen. I want to praise him because he has provided a way. I want to praise him because he has placed me on the highway of holiness. Amen. And he has prepared a place for me. And he's going to come get me where he is. I'm going to be able to be there too. That's our Thank testimony. God. That's you. our God. That's who we're supposed to be proud of. That's who has done all of those things for us. We have done none of it for ourselves. You know what our God is? Believe. Believe. I mean, believe. I mean, trust. believe. Do you believe in today? Yes. 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 Trust. Believe. Now listen, I'm going to to this. Believe and receive. Trust. Believe and receive the power to live an unclean, a clean life in an unclean world. Amen. For the glory of God. Amen. Amen. That's who we're supposed to be, redeemed and ransomed, and we're gonna sing in a place of holiness and gladness, where there's no sorrow, no sadness, None of these things. And I'm going to tell you what, it ain't going to be a boring place either. either. I don't even Thank know are going to take a nap over there. Amen. Don't <laughs> Amen. need to take a nap. Y'all like daylight savings time? Brother well, Danny missed service. I won't tell him. No, he missed service Wednesday night because of daylight savings time. <laughs> he got to working and forgot what time it was. Listen to me. When we get there, it ain't going to be daylight savings time. It's going to be daylight all the time. Amen.
2: Amen. Listen to me. In.
4: We're gonna get so busy, we ain't gonna be bored. We don't have time to be bored. We ain't gonna, we, we're gonna do what we want to do. I fully believe we're gonna get the growth, I do. I believe we're gonna get the work, but it's gonna be enjoyable work. Amen. Amen. It's gonna be pleasurable work. Amen. We're gonna have gifts to give to God, and He's gonna have more gifts to give to us. We're gonna get crowned, we're gonna get rewards. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah! And we're not gonna be afraid anymore. We're not going to worry anymore. We're not going to be sick anymore. We're not going to die anymore. We're not going to have to worry about anything anymore. Because everything is going to be furnished for us, given to us by a holy God that wanted it that way in the beginning. Amen. Amen. And his heaven, he's going to build us a brand new earth and he's going to build himself a brand new heaven. There you go, and that brand new heaven, Brother Sam, is going to descend and light on that brand new earth. Wow. And he will dwell with us
2: Amen. forever. Amen. Preach it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The highway Ooh. of holiness.
4: The only question. Are you on that way? Are you on that narrow way? Have you been ransomed? Have you been redeemed? Are you trying as hard as you can to live a holy life for the one who paid the price? I hope you can say yes, but if you can't, These altars are going to be open for you. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: If you can't say that, I pray that before you leave this place today, that you'll be able to say, I have been redeemed. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Would you stand? sometimes neglect the seriousness of this moment the most important moment in a service, a worship service is always the invitation of God this is his moment it's his time when he's speaking to your heart and your soul right now I pray your focus is on him on how great he is hope and pray that He's revealing to you right now the things in your life that He's not pleased with. He's made a way. He is that way. He's made a way for you to take care of those issues in your life that you know is not pleasing to Him. The scripture tells us that when He brings those sins to our attention and we neglect him. That is called willful sin. (coughs) And the scripture tells us there's no place else we can go with that willful sin. There's no other sacrifice to be made for it. There's no other blood that'll cover it. There's no other place where you can receive forgiveness and continue your journey with Him except at the altar of God a place where you can come you can confess you can be forgiven you can be made whole and clean and if you choose to continue sin I wouldn't give you two cents for your salvation I know that's strong language God ain't blame he didn't send his son to die for you So you could live a life of pleasurable sin. He didn't send His Son to die for you so you could use Him for an excuse to continue in your sin. He sent His Son to die for you to give you an avenue for deliverance from that sin. We don't get to use Christ that way. We don't get to abuse his blood. We don't get to abuse holiness or godliness. We don't get to have an excuse. But only those redeemed and only those ransomed is going to be on this highway of holiness. We need to do whatever it takes to make sure we're there today. Because I know one day and there's going to be people who stand before him one day and they say, Oh, we knew you, Jesus. Oh, we cast out devils. We heal sick people. We prophesied. We told people what was going to happen. And now here we are, Lord, ready for our reward. We're ready to be in heaven with you forever. And you know what he's going to say to them? I don't even know you. See, it ain't about those things. It's about being redeemed. Genuine redemption. Calling on the name of Jesus and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And try diligently, that means with all your might, to live and please Him every day. Heard a wise man one day, a Christian man. They were talking about living and sinning, and he said, "This is what I do. I try to live today and be more pleasing to the Lord than I was yesterday." And he said, "When I fail, I ask for forgiveness." <coughs> And I keep trying to do better and better. And when I listened to that man, I thought about Enoch. The Bible says that he walked with God. He just walked with him. He kept following him. And one day, he was no more. And you know what? Because God took him that's the way we're supposed to live our lives walking with him every day and y'all one of these days we're going to be no more he's going to take us he's going to take us are you ready thank y'all for listening today for being here tonight i know the crowd's small some people get all they want Sunday morning and don't need no more Sunday <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what that's a sign of but uh, anyway we're thankful for the ones that are here and uh, thankful that, uh, that you took the time you know one of the things that, that we need to always understand is is you have to make time for jesus you have to make time for him you have to make time for prayer you have to make time for study you the the thing about our time is it's something that we get to offer to him that we get to sacrifice to him for his honor because it's something that's precious to us amen we got so much things to be doing and when you when you drop what you know you need to be doing to what what takes precedent and when the Lord you give the Lord precedent over those things you, you think you need to be doing, he, he, he it's an expression of love that he appreciates from us. Amen. And so thank you for being here. <clears throat> I got some scriptures I want us to look at. I got about four scriptures I want us to read. Uh, I get some scripture readers tonight. Vicky. just jumped right on up there, didn't you? Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 28. Melissa, you do Romans uh, chapter 3, verses 23 through 26. I got two more. Who wants one? I'm not fast on that, are you? Jim, and, uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse uh, 6 through 12, and AD, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. That's all I got. So, thank y'all for doing that. You know, this morning we talked about the uh, highway uh, of holiness and and that highway is the, we know is the straight and narrow way. We know Christ is the way onto that highway. The way to stay on that highway and uh, it leads to a good place that he's prepared for us. And, uh, and I thank God that uh, that he is there even now uh, preparing that place for us. It's going to be a place like like the uh, like you've never seen. I, I think that there's no way you can imagine <coughs> what awaits us over there. I think it's going to be beyond our wildest dreams, our greatest expectations. I think you could take the greatest expectation about what you think heaven's going to be like, that multiplied by you know the use of words, the number of trillions now by trillions, and you still wouldn't come close to what you're really going to find when you get there. That's just my opinion on it. I believe that with all my heart. And uh, you, we like this place so much. This place is like a dump compared to what's going to be there. And so, uh, praise God for that. But we also found out that in order for you to be on that highway of righteousness, there's a thing that we have to all have. None of us can get on that highway without this. This is our permit to get on this road to, to glory. It's called redemption, and uh, and our redemption is something that we need to cherish. Our redemption is something we need to be absolutely 100% sure of, because it's going to be a sad day when when people get stand before him and they realize they have not been redeemed. Amen. By, by, by Jesus Christ. It's going to be a sad day. And He knows, you know, uh, there's not very many of us that buy something and don't know it. Amen? Amen? Not very many of us. Now, I've heard of people being at auction and rubbing their nose and <laughs> bought something accidentally. But, you know, we're not auctioned off to Christ. Christ bought each one of us purposefully. Amen? And He knows who's His, He knows who's not His. He knows who just claims to be, and he knows who really is. And he, you're not going to fool him ever, ever, ever. So it, it's a it's a ridiculous idea to wonder and, and to think that someone would even try to say I'm redeemed when they're not. And it's only to make themselves look good or feel good here. <clears throat> but it's something we need to be absolutely certain of. One of the things I want to look at is, is uh, our Redeemer. And to know that He's coming, we talk about this all the time—that Jesus Christ is coming back. How many of you believe that? Yeah. He, he is coming back, <clears throat> and you know I'm a believer that uh, that uh, that He He's going to come back uh, uh, more than once. Now I don't mean to—I don't want to confuse y'all, but I believe it's the, the rapture that some people don't even believe in. that uh, the Lord's going to come back. I don't think he's going to even touch his feet on this earth. I think we're going to meet him in the air. I think the Bible's plain about that. There's going to be a thing called the rapture where he comes from the east and, and he comes across like a bolt of lightning. It's going to happen so quick. Uh, and we're going to need to have the Holy Ghost. We don't because it quickens our mortal bodies. Amen. And and you ain't going to be Superman without that. And So uh, you're not going to meet him in the air without that either. So. Uh, we, we know that, but there's also going to come a time when he does come back here. Amen. And he is going to set his feet on this this world again. And when he does, let me tell you what he's going to be. He's going to be king. Amen. 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 He's going to be the king. Down here. And those who are redeemed, listen to me, going to be with him. Amen. Amen. So we're going to come back here <coughs> before it's over with. We're going to be with him. Uh, but uh, the scripture in Luke chapter 21 verses 25 through 28, Vicki, you go ahead and read that forth, please.
2: <clears throat> and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a great in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift your heads. For your redemption draweth nigh.
4: This is a, a scripture that is told to us in the, in the book of Luke here. And it's talking about the things that we're going to see before the Lord does come back. Uh, it's going to be a, uh, a thing that, that, that's going to happen. Uh, one of the things that's going to happen, you're going to see persecution is going to come greatly. Uh, you, I think we see the beginning of it uh, here in our nation now, the persecution that comes. The, the, uh, the attitude toward the church, the attitude toward God's people, that, you know, used to Christian people were considered the, the salt of the earth, the good people of the earth, the ones people could always depend on to be generous, to be kind, to give. Now, we're being looked at as as uh, bigots, we're being looked at as as people who stand in the way of, of progress, that we are the ones who hate other people, uh, that we're the ones who, who uh, uh, are judgmental, that we don't don't agree with everybody's lifestyle that they wanna do, and the world says that stuff is okay, so we become the bad people. That's persecution, by the way. It's gonna get worse here, and you know? I think you're gonna see before it's over with, if things don't change drastically, when you have a morphodact running government business on the level that this thing is, you see these things coming to pass, and how easily that a person that that's in a power an office of power can regulate things to make to make us illegal. Look at it. I mean, just just look at what's going on. You ain't got to watch the news every day. You you can just look at it every once in a while and think, oh my. I, you, just when you think it can't get any worse, it does, and it's going to get worse than that, I'm afraid. And and I'm not uh, a prophet. I don't know that. I just know from the scripture that I don't think it's going to uh, get any better. There's going to be desolation that comes. And, and, you know, you look at all these things and say, well, this stuff has got to happen before Christ comes back. Well, according to this scripture right here, we're going to see great distress. Uh, There's going to be signs of the sun, the moon, and the stars. You've never seen a more focus on that part of the world, the the universe, as you do now, the sun, the moon, the stars. That's what global warming is all about. That's what... uh, Aliens, spacecrafts, and and you see more of that stuff than you've ever seen in your life. and, and, and so that people are watching the skies, they're watching the stars, they're watching the sun, they're watching the moon, they're watching the ocean waves, they're watching the level of the water, they're watching the icebergs, they're watching all these things. People to distress. Now there's people <laughs> who are more distressed over these things than you think they are. Mm-hmm. Amen? And and so, uh, you know, how many of y'all remember tree hoogers? Y'all remember tree-huggers back uh, when I was young? The young people today don't know what a tree-hugger is. <coughs> but they, got it, they decided that we were destroying the atmosphere and the oxygen levels because we were cutting trees. And I was a logger at this time, so I kind of laughed at this, but uh, people in certain areas of the country, especially California, would go chain themselves to trees and woods to keep people from cutting them down. Well, y'all remember the solution to that? Don't use paper. Use plastic. plastic. Mm-hmm. Well, now the ocean's full of plastics. Mm-hmm. Now there's a move because of us sorry conservatives—they forgot the tree huggers caused all of that. So, so the the conservatives, the people that we used to cut down the trees, now have polluted the world with plastic. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 a it's a it's it's a mindset of a lost people who refuse to accept a responsibility for anything they've done, it's always somebody else's fault. Yep. And that's what we see in this scripture right here. When we see the distress of the nations with perplexity, it says. And it's talking about in the sea and the waves roaring. Amen. <laughs> you know, the first time men and Anita went to Hawaii, and they're, they're a... They're big eco people. They don't even want you walking on their mountain because they don't want you to upset the e- ecosystem. And you know what the first thing I saw hanging in a palm tree was? A Walmart, a Walmart sack. <laughs> Amen? Mm-hmm. Paper biodegradable. Trees are renewable resources. God made them that way just for us to use. And yet we've replaced it with something that won't degrade, that won't uh, go back into the soil, something that's there forever once it gets there. You may not see it anymore, but it's going to still be there. Amen? And so that we've got these things, this perplexity, and it says then that men's hearts failing from the, for fear. Our scripture this morning in Isaiah started off in that verse four telling us not to be afraid, not to be afraid of these things not to fear, but the Bible says here that men's hearts are going to fail them for fear. I have never heard of so many young men and women dying in all of my life from heart attacks, from stress, from depression. It's a fear and an anxiety that's in our nation today that's affecting every generation, not just older people, but younger people too. And suicide and suicides. It's, it's, it, it, it's rampant in this country and, and, and you've never seen so much of it before and it may be because we have so much access to information, but I don't think, I think it's an increase in all that. And so it says these, the men's hearts are failing for, uh, for fear and looking after those things which are coming on the earth. That that sound familiar? We gotta, we gotta stop all this stuff, because look what's coming down the pipe. New York's gonna be under 10 feet of water, before it's over with, all the coastline going has gone all. You think about it. What's coming? Well, you know, there's, there's always been glaciers and they've melted. And I've said this to y'all before, somebody walked across from one continent to another on dry land at one time. Before there was ever a factory or a smokestack or a cow, I mean a, a car, there was always cows, and I guess the gas that they emit and causes a lot of it. Well, that's what we're hearing now. But those that dry land that those people walked across one time, guess what happened to the access points? They got covered up with water. I wonder how that happened. It just must have rained a lot, huh? Either that or those ice caps have always been melting. Now, think about this, but but see, they want you to believe that it's all our fault. It's everybody else's fault. It's, it's, it's business's fault, it's corporation's fault, it's factory's fault, it's automobile's fault, it's cow's fault, it's everybody's fault. It can't nothing be caused by God. It can't nothing be natural. It's always somebody else's fault, and we won't worry about it. And so this is what we see here. And it says uh, uh, it says that the, this is uh, this people are worrying about the things that are coming, the perplexity about the things that are coming on the earth, and for the powers of heaven is going to be shaken. It says. And then look, and it says, and then they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now look at this next verse. I want you to pay attention to this. It says, and when these things begin. Amen? It don't mean after these things have come already. It don't mean after the great persecution. It don't mean after Jerusalem is surrounded by nations. It don't mean that it says when it begins. Everything has a beginning and it don't look so bad at the first. Even the great tribulation is not going to look so bad at the first. Amen? Amen? but after three and a half years it's gonna get raunchy. It's gonna get rauncher and raunchery until the end of it, amen? So he says that this is gonna happen and at the very beginning of this and when these things begin to come to pass, not after they've already come to pass, but when they begin, lift up your heads, why? Why do you lift up your heads? What are you looking for? <clears throat> our Redeemer mm-hmm. your redemption they don't even say you Redeemer, right your right redemption now. God now you know what that means it's the completion of your salvation in Jesus Christ exactly. when he comes back your redemption is complete because he's coming to get you And that's the end of our salvation here and the beginning of our eternal life. Think about it. I tell you all the time, there's a process. We live, our salvation is a process. Our redemption is a process. We are redeemed, but there's a process until our final redemption, until the bill is paid in full and called in. Amen. When he comes back, our redemption is going to come. He's going to, we're going to see him. He's going to get us. And it's all paid in full right now. Amen. It's complete right now. I want to be there, don't you? Amen. I want to be looking at him. I want to be watching for him. I want to see him. I want to leave with him. And I want to come back with him, don't you? That's our redemption. That's what we get if we live on the highway to heaven, the highway of holiness, this journey we're on. That's why he says it's a highway. What do you do on a highway? You travel. You go from one destination to another destination. The Lord's telling us right now you're on earth. Your destination is not to stay there. Your destination is to go to another location. And I'm going to put you on the highway. You're going to enter in through me. I'm going to be your way. Amen. I'm going to buy you gasoline. I'm going to furnish your transportation. I'm going to furnish your meals. I'm going to furnish everything you need to make this journey on this highway. And when you got there, you ain't going to get there. You ain't going to have nobody to thank but one more. And that's Christ. You're there solely because of him. Because you believed on him. That's our righteousness. That's how we become righteous. It's because he's righteous. And so he says, when you get to this point, the beginning of all this stuff, and that's why I keep saying the Lord can come at any time now because I think we're seeing the beginning of all this. Amen. I think we're seeing the very start of all of it right now. This is going to lead to a bad, bad place. Amen. We're seeing the fulfillment already of what Isaiah prophesied. The men are gonna call evil good, and and uh, and, and gonna be evil. We're already seeing that fulfillment. Oh, That's already being done before our eyes. And so we need to remember this. We need to keep our eyes focused on Him coming, and we need to keep our hearts focused on the kingdom work of God. And don't be distracted by what this world's doing, because it ain't a, it ain't in a happy place. I don't care what they tell you, they're not in a happy place. They're in a bad place, and only those people who have been redeemed by the blood of Christ in the place they need to be. So we need to stay there. Now, the next thing we want to look at, Melissa, you've got Romans chapter three, very familiar script, scripture out here. Uh, Romans chapter three, verses twenty-three through twenty-six.
3: For all have sinned and short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through so the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness from the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus.
4: Okay, so we, we, I, wanted, I backed up actually and added this uh, verse 23. I want you to know we all have sinned, we are all sinners, and we all fall short of the glory of God. And so, uh, but he says, uh, when he says this, he said we're being judged freely, how? By his grace, through what? We're saved by grace through faith. But we're judged, (coughs) look at this, we're judged by grace through the redemption that we have in Jesus Christ. And I've I've used this, this imagery before that when God sees a man, He sees a sinner. But when he sees a man through Christ, he sees a redeemed person. He sees someone who's covered. He sees someone who's been ransomed. He sees someone whose debt has been paid because of a sacrifice That the Lamb of God made for him. A person that hadn't been redeemed by Christ, when they stand before the Father, he sees the sinner, the lost. And if he's not seeing them through Jesus, he's not seeing a redeemed person. Amen? How important is your redemption now? So, yeah, the utmost. More important than anything in the world. There's nothing more important than that. And so he says, uh, you, he, he, you're justified freely by the, the grace for the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Now look at this. Whom God the Father has set to be a propitiation, a substitute <laughs> through faith. Through faith in what? How do we apply the substitutionary power of God into our lives? Look at what it says. In his blood. It's applied by his blood. And it says it's applied by his blood. And when you apply the blood to your life of Christ, the propitiation through faith in in his blood, you are declared, look at this, his righteousness. Not your own. Your own righteousness. When God looks at you and you don't have Christ between you and him, he sees your righteousness. What's that look like to God? Filthy, stinking rags. But when he looks at you through Christ, guess what he sees then? (coughs) He sees righteousness in his son. He sees redemption in his son. He sees a clean person, a holy person, because he sees his son instead of that person. He is our substitute. That's what our propitiation means. And then it says, he, he, he makes us righteous, how? For the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So everything from the moment of your redemption behind you is gone. Not remembered anymore. Cast away from you, according to the Psalms as far as the east is from the west. But now we have, through our redemption, now we have access because we're redeemed, this is is the time when we can come boldly before God. And so we're able to bring our present sin boldly before God, requesting his forgiveness, and expressing our desire to have the blood of Christ cover that sin. Does he do it? Absolutely does. Absolutely does. It's done according to his will. Your sin is not according to his will, but your request for forgiveness is supported because of his will. He did that for us. Why? So we can go to heaven. If it weren't for that, we couldn't go. Amen? And so he says, and and he forbears us, but it says through the forbearance of God, God's patient with us. The Bible Bible says that he is long-suffering toward us, Amen? Why? Because his son died for us. In other words, he puts up with us because of Jesus. That's what forbearance means. Donna puts up with Troy because she married him. (laughs) Amen? We're married to Christ. And the father puts up with, you know, let me use this a different analogy. Donna's mother puts up with Troy because Donna's married to him. And the Father puts up with us because we're married to Jesus. He forbears. Amen. And then he says to declare, I say this time his righteousness that he, he might be just. Now look at this. And the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus Christ. Did you see that? Because God declared Jesus just He allows him to justify us because we believe in him. Amen. That's what it says. It says uh, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? We're no longer guilty. We're no longer guilty because we're justified. You're not, you can't justify your sin. but you are justified in Christ. Amen. We've been born with a grand jury. We've been acquitted. That's right. That's right. And and it mentions the remission of sins here. The sins have to be remitted. It says past sins through the forbearance of God. It also has to be an admission of present sin and a confession and a boldness before God and a covering of the blood to cleanse you again. How often can that happen? As many times as you need it to. That's the mercy of God that endures forever. That's the mercy of God that is from everlasting to everlasting. The the forbearance of God and allowing the application of the blood of Jesus on our life over over and over and over and over and over. And I can just say over all day and all night, and I'd still be saying over that it's allowed by God because He's a justifier of us. Amen. You don't think we need Jesus? You don't think this world needs Jesus? Amen. Amen. The best person among us needs Jesus more than even that. Oh yes. We need it. Without Him, we don't have anything and we're not going to get anything. Okay, so we have our Redeemers coming. We have our redemption in Christ who is our justifier because he has given us his righteousness. Now, let's look at what it means to, to go through his blood. Uh, Jim, you've got Ephesians chapter 1, verses
2: 6 through 12. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Amen.
4: (laughs) Well, that's beautiful, isn't it? And I want you to look at this. I want you to look at at verse 6, what he said. To the praise of the glory of his grace, Now look at this. Wherein he hath made us accepted. You see that? Where? In the beloved. What is the beloved? It's the glory of God. It's heaven. It's where God dwells. It's the beloved place. It's the place we all want to go. It's the place (laughs) we all want to be. He said, you are accepted in this place. You are accepted by the Father. And we have and we're accepted because we have redemption through his blood. We're accepted because of the forgiveness of our sins, according to what? His riches of grace. How much grace does he got? Is his grace sufficient?
3: Amen.
4: Amen. Always. Always sufficient. Amen. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. How has he done that? By filling us with the Spirit and revealing to us what Christ has said. What Christ has said we should do. What Christ has said he will do. What Christ has said is coming and how we're supposed to be prepared for that. It's all there. And so he has has shown us and made known to us the mystery of his will according to what? His good pleasure. That means he'll show it to you as you need it or as you deserve it. Amen. Is there hindrances to him showing you things? You better believe it. (laughs) Amen. So we need to remove those hindrances. How do you do that? By forgiveness through the blood. And staying in the will of the Father by being forgiven. Amen? It, it, it's simple, but it's difficult for us, isn't it? Because so we got to admit we're wrong. And we got to be humble a lot to allow this to happen in our lives. And then we've got to study. We've got to know what, what we need to know. And it says he uh, uh, he does it according to his good pleasure, pr- pleasure which he purposed in himself. And then he talks about the dispensation of the fullness of time that he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Now, he wants us all to come together in one place in Christ Jesus. And you're not coming to that place apart from Jesus Christ. It's all about him. All the fullness of God is in him. Everything's been given to him. All judgment's been given to him. All power has been given to him in heaven and earth. Uh, both, both which are in heaven and, and, and are on earth even in him. Now, I want you to look at this. And it says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. So in him, through his righteousness, through his redemption, by forgiveness of our sins, under his blood, we have an inheritance now. Now, what can keep us? Is there anything that can keep us from getting that inheritance? Once you have become a beneficiary of the inheritance of Jesus Christ, Now, how do you get that? Jesus said that we become joint heirs with him. How do we do that? By becoming the sons of God. Amen. By becoming the sons and the daughters of God, we have become a child of God as Jesus identified himself as the son of God. Now, he is the oldest son. He is the son with priority. He's the son that everything else is left to. But the other children get to live there, too, with him. Amen? And we're beneficiaries because of Jesus Christ is the Son of God as sons ourselves. Amen? And then it uses this word predestinated. And we boy, we, boy, you get still old and it's all strangled and tumbled up on this. You know what that means? Listen to me. I'll tell you what it means. It's easy predestination is when you know jesus christ you are predestined to go somewhere and that's heaven that is the predestination of god without jesus you are predestined to go another place and it ain't heaven so predestination does other words, a lot of people say well that means god knows already knows who's going to heaven that ain't got nothing to do with that but what it does mean is those who believe Jesus Christ and have received Him and been saved by Him, been redeemed by Him, are predestined to go somewhere.
2: But you know, when you read Ephesians chapter one <coughs> carefully through all that, he's really saying that when you're <coughs> purchased by the blood and you're saved, you become a new creature. Mm-hmm. As a result, you are you are predestined to receive kind of like these signs shall follow them that believe those attributes characteristics promises and where you're going to end up as a result of you being saved that's happened. already in place for you to receive it once you get there, there you if you're not saved these things don't apply to you Do not that's, apply. A, that's exactly what it's saying there
4: that's right That's exactly what we just said. It don't apply if you're lost. It only applies if you've received Christ. If you believe on Christ and are saved, you are predestined. You are predetermined. Your place is going to be there. Amen? Now, it's like a lot of things. A lot of people try to say, well, that can all be taken away. I've never seen it in Scripture where it can be it's just like you and your children how many of you would destroy your child on purpose no matter what they did and so this is the predestination that is given to us because of our relationship with his son and he and then he goes on verse 12 that we should be the praise of his glory who first trusted in christ amen It's it's a beautiful thing that that we are allowed to to know Christ and are predetermined where we will go because of our salvation in Jesus Christ. Lost men don't have that. Amen. Now, let's look at the last one. Now, there's a reason why I can say we are predetermined when we're saved. And there's something that happens when we're saved. When we're saved, we receive something. Somebody tell me what we receive in our salvation. We receive the spirit of promise. We receive the Holy Ghost. No, you receive the Holy Spirit. And I, I'm amazed at how many people don't realize the importance of the Holy Spirit and haven't been taught. I know me and Troy talked about this at length. How many people have not been taught and heard preached the importance of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit. A lot of churches just refer to the third part of the Trinity of God, and never shows the importance. And John shows us the importance, but in Ephesians, we give the real importance. He gives us the real, exact importance of what the Holy Ghost does for us. Amen. So, uh, uh, 80 you got that uh, four and thirty in uh, Ephesians? Would you read that for me, please? Hey.
2: Oh, go ahead. Yeah, before he reads the next uh, verses that you give given, those next two verses that you didn't read, that goes along 13, verse 13 and 14, that tells you about receiving the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is our seal, that all this year it's going to happen to take place, like what you said already.
4: Mm-hmm. And talk you're talking about verses 13 and 14 of the same verse? Yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead and read that for us
2: well verse 12 says that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ Then the next verse tells us how we trusted in Christ in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession and the praise of his glory. Okay. You know what you're saying. After we're saved, we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit seals us, and that determines everything that you, That's that the, right. you and God have said, it's, it's going to happen.
4: That's right. It, it, it's happening. And, and I'm glad you brought that uh, to our attention. I knew it was there. Uh, go ahead, A.D., you're going to read this because he mentioned this ain't the first time in Ephesians, Paul mentions how we're sealed.
2: Please. and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption so we
4: are sealed by the Holy Spirit of God when you believe that's the reason I always couple receive with believe because when you believe on Jesus Christ and, and our explanation and it, and it don't change the meaning but our explanation is Christ lives in me well how does he live in you the Holy Ghost lives in you you have received the spirit of truth you received the spirit the comforter that was that Jesus said he will be in you and we have received the Holy Spirit in us now when we receive the Holy Spirit it, the Holy Spirit comes with a lot of gifts to give us amen he gives us truth he gives us understanding he gives us knowledge He gives us an understanding of what Jesus requires of us. He knows the will of the Father, why? Because he is the Father. He knows everything that God wants us to do and is willing to show us. But that's not all he does for us. He does one more thing. He seals us. That's why you can say from the moment of your (coughs) salvation, you are predetermined to go to heaven because at the moment of your salvation, you received by your belief in Christ, the Holy Spirit of God, and the Bible says, twice just in Ephesians, that the Holy Spirit seals us, for how long? A.D. ready. Until the day of redemption. You are sealed, you are guaranteed, you are redeemed, you are ransomed, your debt has been paid, the Holy Spirit certifies this and there ain't nothing in earth that can change that destination that you have as long as you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Now, of people teach that that seal can be broken. Let me ask you a question. Who's going to break the seal God has placed on you? Nobody. <laughs> Who is going to override his will? He tells
3: us that not one can pluck you out of the
4: Father's hand. That's what he said. No one can pluck you out mm-hmm. of my Father's hand. Well, what keeps you there? The Holy Spirit has sealed you and placed you right there. We serve a great God. Praise the Lord.
1: you know, brother, hey, you're the Holy Spirit is the one that's talking to you when, you, when you're when you doing something wrong. He tells you you're doing it wrong,
2: and it's God speaking to you through the Holy Spirit.
4: Amen. That's just what the Spirit speaks to our hearts. Speaks to us where we can understand you. Amen. I love God. We serve such a great God. I hope your understanding of God has been increased tonight. I hope your understanding of what redemption is has been has been elevated tonight. That you understand more about what it means to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. That you understand more and more how much we owe Christ. Sometimes I get the feeling we don't realize what we really owe Christ and what Christ has really done for us. And we see it in our Old Testament study, all of those sacrifices, all of those animals that died, all of those rituals that went through, every bit of that was satisfied by him. Him and everyone. He's great. You can't, we can't praise him enough, and we need to praise him more. We need to honor him more by telling people what our testimony is, to tell them how great he is. And how we know we can go to heaven. Through these scriptures tonight, I hope y'all wrote these down. And somebody asked you, how do you know you're going to make it to heaven? Well, let me read you Ephesians chapter 1, verses 6 through. Keep me out of heaven. Amen. Not to argue, but to show when the question's asked, i feel the Spirit and I'm sealed. It. And I'm predetermined because of my belief in Christ that I'm going to go to heaven.
3: 40, 40. would you stand? Pull, and run. It ain't bragging. <laughs>